Why? Ooh. Why do I have a weird feeling that I'm doing something wrong? I, oh, you know, you want to know why? Why? You're feeling my shame from last time. I don't know what I did. I've never done this, but my audio was so janky last time. Like I had just, I don't know. Well, I did a lot of work to make it not seem janky in the, <laughs> the edits. <laughs> oh, because I just listened to it. I thought it sounded great. Oh, yeah. No. That, was a, that was a lot of freaking work. Um, oot, oot. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was just like my volume was way down or something. So if I'm screaming this time, <laughs> you know why. <laughs> that you're mad at me. Yeah, I'm mad at you <laughs> always. Yeah, it was real terrifying when I t- put it into sound cl- or uh, into garage band and it loads up and I saw all your little levels pop up and mine was just like a dead line I was like oh Christ on a cracker like oh she's terrified yeah but um (laughs) it was just real real quiet and I had to go do a bunch of stuff but you you did not this time damned this time (laughs) I lose half of my hearing after this episode I'm like (laughs) your headphones go straight out you know (laughs) 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 love some physical comedy bits on a podcast love you guys are missing out hilarious Okay, I'm just making sure I am recording. Okay, we're yelling yeah, at each I'm other. Yeah, now I'm making you nervous. Good. I know I'm, yeah. I'm so nervous. I'm Sorry. Like, what did I forget? What if I said, I f- oh my God, I forgot to do my research. <laughs> That's my nightmare. I can't believe neither of us have ever done that yet. Because sometimes. I mean, now I will. <laughs> now it's going to happen. Yeah. But then we would improvise. We would just tell ghost stories. We have plenty of our own. That's a really good point. That's yeah. That's a really good point. Yes. I did throw myself off because I did my research backwards this time. Um, oh. You know, we record two on the same day, and I did the second record first. Mm. So then I was all confused when I was planning out my drinks because I had it in my head the other way. And I was like, whoop. Oh, oh no. my gosh. You would have flip-flopped the drinks. It would have been a disaster. It would have been a disaster. An absolute drink disaster. Oh, but, but Amy, why do we need drinks? Because we are terrified and this is banshees and booze a paranormal podcast (laughs) with a shot of liquid courage i was totally gonna segue into what our topic was and then i'm like fuck we didn't say what this show is you looked like really serious you were like oh were we not supposed to have drinks was the look on your face (laughs) As if, like, four years in, I was like, I'm sorry, are, have you been drinking this whole time? What What's the booze part about it? That was that B-O-O is... apostrophe S. Yeah, you are so unprofessional. <laughs> uh... Says the girl that showed up to record three still drunk from the night before, so. Those were some good times. Hey, those were good some good times. times. Says the girl who showed up drunk and poured you basically a vodka on the rocks that was supposed to be a Moscow mule. Because <laughs> I got shit-faced drinking Prosecco watching the royal wedding of Harry and Meghan. And I stumbled in at like noon on a Sunday. I was like, Tammy, I'm making you a Moscow mule, okay? <laughs> glug, 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 glug. 
that's back when I edited some and I mm-hmm. cut about 30 minutes out of that episode yep. because you couldn't understand me. <laughs> you know, I just really appreciate that because I always feel like I'm the way sloppier one. And like historically speaking, and I'm going to say 90% of the time that is still true. So I just really appreciate it when every so often, like if Amy pours me a drink and I go, whoa, like that's, <laughs> that's special. That's a special moment for me. <laughs> I don't get sloppy often, but when I do, it's, it's cute. sloppy. <laughs> it is sloppy. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Well, today we especially need some drinks because yeah. our topic is terrifying on so many levels, Tammy. Yeah, it's terrifying when there's not ghosts involved. Exactly. We're doing... Well, what is it? Haunted uh, aircraft, air travel, airplanes. Yeah. Aviation. Aviation. We'll say aviation. Yeah. Haunted aviation. Ooh, the world. We're so glad it's opening back up. So We're glad. We're booking trips. We're going to get back on airplanes. So now let's just ruin it for you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm terrified of flying as it is. And I chose this topic, which was so dumb because I'm scared Mm -hmm. of flying. I have to take Xanax on flights. I have such a fear of ghosts. And now to know that there can be ghosts on airplanes, like come a fuck on. And we, I also did my research the night that I booked my flight to Italy for my sister's (laughs) wedding. So I told Ithamar, I was like, I'm booking the flights. Like I checked in with him to make sure these dates all worked. Mm -hmm. And he comes in and he looks over my shoulder and I'm, (laughs) there's a news article up about like most haunted things on airplane or haunted air travel. (laughs) And he's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be booking the flights. I was like, oh, I already did. This is research (laughs) for the podcast. He's like, oh God, I got to take her in somewhere. He's like, oh boy. He's like, I knew this moment was coming. He's like, I'm just going to take a different flight uh, to a different country. Um, I cannot. I just can't. Oh God. Well, uh, yeah, I've got, I still don't feel like mine's real because I booked it so long ago and I mean, it's not going to happen until November, but I actually, I feel pretty confident I'm going to be traveling before then. My parents are just like jet setting. Are they I mean, really? They're, they're, they, they're ready. They haven't been on any planes yet, but they've been driving all over the damn country. They went to Chicago. They went to Colorado. Wow. Yeah. Look at them. I haven't gone anywhere. My mom's coming to me. My sister's mm-hmm. going to come to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we drove to Phoenix. That's right. We drove to Phoenix. That's nothing. Oh, right. That's like. From where you are. From yeah. where we are, yeah. But I don't have plans to actually go anywhere until September, which is Italy. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. just nothing to all. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you, I do. So I, I, I was telling Amy before, I'm going backpacking this weekend, which I'm really excited about. Um, but it's only like two and a half hours away from where I am. Um but I get those uh, Scott's cheap flights yes. emails. And so now that I'm kind of getting a little more into like backpacking in general and I see all these cool places and now every so often I get these flights that are like 
89 bucks to basically get to the Grand Canyon. I'm like, ooh, Ooh. that'd be pretty fucking cool. That would be. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. That'd be so nice. Although I will say, I I don't think I would do that solo. (laughs) Yeah. Not until you've done it once. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like maybe your second time. But Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't let you. I know you wouldn't. I I appreciate that about you. I also feel like one of the things about things opening up is that, yes, I am starting to feel comfortable traveling again, but I'm also starting to feel comfortable being around people again. So it's kind of like now I would even consider going on. There's, you know, like lady backpacking trips and stuff where they do small groups and I'm like yeah yeah I think I would do that totally yes that would be so cool because I'm I'm getting comfortable around people again too Mm that would be awesome there I see stuff like that even in like um blogs or whatever like newsletters that I uh uh subscribe to that are just like women stuff and it's yeah yeah they talk there's always articles about that about like going on women's backpacking trips Mm -hmm. and sounds awesome this company this company I took a online class that was like you know solo hiking for beginners basically um and that group uh they do a lot a lot of hosted trips like all over the world and they've got one where they go to Scotland and you like you do like eight days in the Scottish Highlands and like it's a ton of hiking. But then also you're like staying in like castles and stuff. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You have to do it, Tammy, because then it's a double whammy. You can also meet some ghosts and just report on it. <gasps> oh, my God. I could write it. I could write it off of my taxes. No, I couldn't. We don't make any money off of this. <laughs> OK, but maybe by then we'll make a few dollars off of it. Mm. Now that's a reason to start our Patreon. <laughs> you know that our parents will pay five bucks a month and we'll just uh-huh. make, and we'll Venmo them back for it. We'll uh-huh. be like, look yeah. guys, we're making money Thanks. off the podcast. It's a tax write-off. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just admit to tax fraud on <gasps> tape? Um, um, we, it was, it uh, was just a, a, it was a joke, brain sh- break. Quick, quick, pivot, pivot, pivot. Um, So haunted airplanes. Wow. Haunted airplanes. So my drink for that. Oh, yes. So here's what I wanted to do before I would have, before I started taking Xanax for flights, I would drink, but I don't mix drinking and Xanax. Guys, don't do it. Mm. I never have, never will. Too dangerous. Uh, Thank you. Tammy's like, I do all the time, but Uh, that's a different story. Are you not allowed to do that? It's kind of a big no-no. Kind of make you stop breathing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little uh, cardio-respiratory depression (laughs) thing that can happen. But it's like you're so relaxed. You're like, ah, I don't need to breathe. It'll be fine. My body has, my body can handle anything. (laughs) I'm not nervous. I'm anxious. It can Uh. definitely handle some alcohol. (laughs) I have definitely like had like a glass of wine and then like four hours later taken half a Xanax, like half a milligram, but. But yeah, that's on those are on some. See, I had half a Xanax one time in my whole life and I hated it. Oh, I hated it. it. I mean, it to the way it worked on me. It's weird because I think, you know, my drinking tolerance is uh, amazing, kind of embarrassing. But 
but um, medications affect me like crazy. Ah. So I had half a Xanax and it was, it was my old Hollywood days and I was at the studio and someone was like, you literally need half a Xanax because you are losing your mind in the office space. And I was like, yeah, we all are. And I was like, okay, it's what doctors do. I'll, I'll do this. So I had half of the Xanax and it, the way it felt to me was like I had all the not fun parts of being drunk without any of the fun parts Ooh. where like I was kind of slurring my words. I couldn't focus. I was trying to type things and there's but I didn't feel like yikes the trade-off part, you know, where you're like, well, I'll deal with that because things are hilarious now right. that I've had three shots oh no that I hated it and and while you're at work too like yeah that sucks. I mean it's my fault don't do drugs that haven't been prescribed to you friends <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry what are you drinking <laughs> oh so normally when I would drink on flights to soothe my nerves I would just have mm-hmm. a few bloody marys strong yeah. bloody marys oh yeah I don't have a single freaking mixture mix uh Mixer, uh, uh, mixer, mi- mixer. Yeah. Why well, I called it a mixture? Um, I have so <laughs> much hard alcohol, so I have liquor galore. Good for you, I do, but not a fucking mixer. So mm. I'm Shots? having <laughs> talk about no fun. Uh, I would be pretty bitchy. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm doing one of my favorite little hard kombuchas, but the brand is called flying embers so i thought that was kind <gasps> oh of my perfect. god it's flying embers hard kombucha it's uh raspberry elderberry and goji flavor i haven't had this flavor before so we'll see it's made in here i'll pull down my koozie it's made in ojai california oh so it's yeah super hippy dippy and um i did flying embers because it's <laughs> i don't think i like this name i mean it's it's problematic for our topic but exactly. then also like flying embers and California do not mix well. Speaking of mixtures, <laughs> you have an excellent point Causes here. Some, uh, how you say the whole state being on fire? Oh God, <laughs> am I going to get cursed from drinking this now? With this <laughs> no, it looked like they were referencing like a phoenix, right? Yes, there's, there's, like a, a, there's a phoenix there. rising as it's like okay, whole okay, thing, okay. and then like the whole here. Let me hang on one sec. The whole can. She's opening it. I heard the little poppy top earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. It's a beautiful bird. It's like a little bird rising from yeah. the embers. But I thought, oh, the word flying and then embers because yeah, it's about like crashes no, and shit. You're doing a great job. I'm just I'm I'm like, who else would ever want that? Um, you know, like unless they're doing a podcast <laughs> a about <laughs> haunted <laughs> airplanes you know yeah it kind of is really really um not not kind towards our topic at all <laughs> I just realized I'm being a real asshole by drinking I flying love embers but well here we go. I'm doing my glass is dirty oh no it was just a leaf um it was just a leaf it was on the outside it's fine um I also was thinking about when I get on an airplane and if I'm not just getting blackout drunk because I'm doing it overnight um, uh, it's one of the things that I only drink on airplanes in general, little, little ginger ale. Mm. So I got a little ginger ale and, and it's banshees and booze, of course. So I threw a little bourbon in there. Cause why the fuck not? Ooh, I've never put bourbon in ginger ale before. I'm not going to lie. I already tasted it. It is pretty fucking good. That sounds 
Excellent. All right. Well, Amy, to safe travels. To safe travels as you and I cross the ocean later yeah. this autumn. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Well, now it just tastes like the ice that is melted on the top, but it's going to get good, I can tell. Mine actually at first just tasted like the can. Um, <laughs> but then it's got like a nice aftertaste of all the berries coming through. Mm, it's pretty very delicious. Nice. Very nice. This would be a great thing to drink on a flight because A, it's healthy, guys, because mm-hmm. there's like kombucha stuff. And then there's alcohol. So it's <laughs> basically, it's like 5%. It's like a beer. It's like having yeah, a beer. Yeah, it's like a beer. Yeah, it's like a beer. Like a berry flavored beer. I love it. Mm. I love it. <laughs> Well, who's who's going first this time? I don't know. I don't remember who went first last time, but also makes no diff to me. Mine's less of a story rather than tidbits from flight attendants. Mine is an extensive story. Let's hear yours first. Okay. I would Before love I lose the power of storytelling, <laughs> this is a great idea, Amy. <laughs> so okay. Your drink is much stronger than mine. <laughs> so mine is... It's a little long. Um, I am doing, and I feel like I had maybe halfway heard a little something about this, but it didn't stick with me. And when I started reading, I was like, how have I not, how have I not already done this on the podcast, frankly? Um, I will be talking about flight 401. Okay. So I got my research from uh, this website called Ozzy.com. I don't know. Uh, FloridaDaily.com and MiamiHaunts.com. And two of those, the Aussie and the Florida Daily, were just these really beautifully written articles. And I kind of cut and pasted them together a little bit. Ooh. I'm, and checked some stuff. So I'm going to take an educated guess that Flight 401 was in Florida. I think you might be right. <laughs> okay, Amy, are you ready? I think so. In early 1973, the captain on an Eastern Airlines flight from Newark, New Jersey to Miami was asked to check on a passenger in first class. The passenger in question was another Eastern pilot, apparently deadheading or flying home off the clock, as that is known. He wasn't listed on the flight manifest. The man, dressed in a full captain's uniform, hadn't responded to questions of the senior flight attendant. He was just staring straight ahead as if in a daze. When the captain approached the passenger, he exclaimed, My God, it's Bob Loft. It should have been a welcome greeting between old colleagues. There was just one problem. Bob Loft had been dead for months. Every hair on my arm is standing up right my now. My legs are tingling. And now, oh, I hate myself because I just scrolled down and it's the fucking like flight. It's their, their like pictures. <gasps> <sighs> I hate oh it. Oh my okay. God. Oh my All right, God. here we go. Okay, okay. Let's keep going. Okay. A f- A flight engineer on an Eastern Airlines flight from Atlanta to Miami, this is a different flight, obviously, uh, was surprised to find a uniformed crew member already sitting at his seat. The stranger said, you don't need to worry about the pre-flight. And then the man simply vanished. But the engineer had recognized the stranger. It was Don Repo. And Don Repo was dead. Oh, my God. This chills, Tammy. I I had the craziest goosebumps. It's my legs. I don't know why it's got, it's got like got my legs. It's my arms. <sighs> okay, okay. I'm laughing because I'm so, scared. I know it's very scary. This is the one that I texted you about. That I was like, yes, this is too this scary. Is so scary. Okay, okay. So on December 29th, 1972, Eastern Flight 401 from New York to Miami took off from JFK Airport at 9:20 p.m. 
There were 176 people aboard the state of the art plane, which was it was a whisper liner is what they called the kind of plane uh, because it was relatively quiet compared to other planes at the time. At 11.30 p.m., the captain welcomed everyone to the city as the plane descended towards Miami International Airport. At 11.42, Flight 401 smashed into the Everglades at 225 miles per hour. <gasps> so they were descending. He had literally already been like, uh, welcome to Miami. And then they fucking crashed into the Everglades. Fucking shit. What year was this? 1972. Oh. December 29th. God. Yeah. <gasps> the captain on Flight 401 was Bob Luft. He died in the cockpit not long after impact. Second officer, Don Repo survived the crash but died in the hospital a few days later mm. altogether 101 passengers and crew perished in the crash somehow 75 survived and at time it was the highest death toll of any single plane crash in the united states but the shattering event wasn't over okay oh okay. my god all right I over just the like, next sorry yeah. i'm just no, like this is it's so really freaky scary. right just like the the a plane crash, and then you crash into the Everglades, which, like, mm -hmm. having having lived in Florida, yeah. uh, I've been to the Everglades, and it's just gator, 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 bigger gator, larger I mean, gator, and all sorts of things, bugs, insects, snakes, and that eat you. reptiles that want yeah. to eat you and will kill you. It is Ugh. grosso. I don't remember if they talk about this in detail. I think I might have cut some of it out, but... One imagines recovering bodies was probably not. Oh, shit. Of an easy thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, Lord. <sighs> okay. This is terrible. <sighs> okay. Over the next year and a half, numerous Eastern employees reported seeing the ghosts of Repo and Loft on other Eastern flights. Flight attendants claimed to have seen Repo's reflection in an oven door in a galley. Oh. An attendant on another New York-Miami flight opened an overhead bin to see Loft's face staring back at her. <laughs> an entire Eastern cockpit crew saw Repo sitting among them on another flight. They claimed the dead man warned them about a faulty electrical circuit, which was found and repaired. Oh, my gosh. Even an Eastern vice president uh, saw Loft on a plane preparing to take off from JFK. Oh, my God. An account of that sighting was printed in a 1974 issue of the Flight Safety Foundation newsletter, um, which they, they say, a trade publication not known for indulging in the supernatural. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> it would literally be if, like if you were like, oh, it's my, you know, dishwasher monthly and it's <laughs> talking about these haunted plates like <laughs> so weird um so eastern airlines officially dismissed the ghost stories um and uh the ceo uh frank borman went so far as to call the tales garbage um which was which was weird um, which he gave that quote to a guy who wrote a book. Um, his name was Robert J. Serling. He wrote the 1980 book from the captain to the colonel an informal history of Eastern airlines. So the guy that wrote that book is Rod Serling's brother. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So um, let's see. There's another book about this called the ghost of flight 401 written by a guy named John G. Fuller. 
And in that, according to him, Eastern employees who reported sightings to supervisors were typically referred to the company shrink. And eventually the tales became so persistent and prevalent that Eastern management warned its employees they would be fired if they were caught disseminating ghost stories. Whoa. Yeah. Meanwhile, logbooks from nearly all the flights on which sightings were reported began to disappear, which is significant because Eastern flight crews were trained to note anything unusual on the flight log, no matter how small or questionable, like they were, they were supposed to write everything down. So all of these logbooks are suddenly disappearing, you know? Mm. So, so you ready for this part? I don't know. I still have goosebumps. (laughs) I know, right? At some point, it emerged that Eastern had reportedly salvaged parts from 401. And most of those parts were fitted into Aircraft 318, which was where almost all of the ghost sightings occurred. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That just blows my mind the yep. energy that attaches itself yeah. and stays to, with it holy yeah. crud so the guy who wrote the book the ghost of flight 401 um eastern airlines the the upper management was so pissed off that they were like we're fucking suing this guy for saying our flights are haunted mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it <they laughs> didn't really go forward and in 1978 they adapted it to a made for tv movie starring ernest borgnine and kim basinger <laughs> oh la la uh-huh she was one of the surviving flight attendants and I, ernest borgnine was was repo i was totally gonna say she was probably a flight attendant because they were soups hot back then yeah so that makes sense a hundred percent. And so, and the story was so like kind of pop in pop culture that there's actually a, a song written by Bob Welch, formerly of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, uh, he made a song called The Ghost of Flight 401. No way! <laughs> yeah. I will have to post that song with our corresponding Insta stories then. Yeah. So, um, Eastern Airlines, their official position is that there's no such thing as ghosts. However, in the ensuing years, quietly, all salvaged parts were removed from any planes that they had found their way onto. Whoa. So that so that 318 that that had most of them, they got all those, but there were a couple others that had them. So Wow. Okay, so that's my story, but then one of the articles had some comments and people had some personal stories. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Also, I would not want to travel in an airplane that had parts from From a a crashed flight. I really, really don't like that idea. Just a silly idea. And also, I mean, I don't think Eastern Airlines is around anymore. Which says a lot. Making good decisions was probably not on their list. Um, Okay, so here's a comment. Um, I was a pliant. I was a pilot right on time. Uh, I was a pilot with Eastern Airlines, and I knew two of the pilots and crew members that experienced sightings. There was an extreme effort to downplay. My logbooks show that I flew AC-318 after salvage parts were removed, and I have no personal stories. Oh, great. Okay, great. <laughs> um, there's another one. Don't worry. Okay. 
My aunt died in that crash. She stayed late at work and took the later flight that night. She was found with a ring on her finger, but the stone was gone. My dad said he thought that either the impact had, quote, sliced the metal part of the ring with the stone completely off, or that someone who discovered her body had an instrument to just take part of the ring. It was all very weird. We think she might have been engaged, but we later heard rumors she was seeing a married man. All very weird. There was a second diamond ring found among her stuff that remained in my parents' silverware drawer for over four decades. <laughs> Aw, I used to take it out every year and put it on my finger, hoping her spirit would visit me. Aww. Um, my mother got very angry and told me not to mess with it. Later, when my mom died, one of my sisters decided to take the ring. Uh, ironically, my father ran a business that manufactured life rafts and preservers, and my best friend's dad was a pilot who gave overcoming fear of flying classes nationwide. I need to sign up. I do believe the stories of ghosts from Flight 401. Whoa. I love that they kept the ring in a silverware drawer, too. I'm like, I hope it was the good silverware that you only bust out at Christmas. I hope so, too. So that is the crazy-ass haunted Flight 401. Holy schnikers. Right? I... It was such an obscure topic, and I'm so glad we did it because I yeah. mean, I know I haven't gone yet, but like, I, it's just like, yeah, of course, planes can be haunted. That's crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a pilot to their plane is like a captain to their ship. You know, yeah. like yeah. it's like, yeah, you're gonna stay with it. That is. Do they ever say like what the cause of the crash was? Did he just overshoot and just land up, end up in the Everglades? I mean, I'm sh- I didn't read that, but surely they know. One would assume it must have just been like instrument error, you know? He must have mm-hmm. thought cuz if he was going 225, yeah. That w- that's just uh nobody knew it was there. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so scary. And I don't think the Everglades are go that deep. I think it's like just swampy. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, it would be so hard to get people out. And oh my God. Ugh. I don't, ah, oh, there's, uh, and the fact that people survived it too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Amazing. That was Can't super wait scary to get on an airplane. So excited. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I will drink and take Xanax now. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. The, like, level of irony coincidence of us doing this topic and then dying in a plane crash would just be too high, right? Exactly, which is why I will forever allow myself to be afraid of airplanes because if I'm afraid of it and I think about it, probably won't happen. Ooh, do not listen to that Alanis Morissette song. I just thought of it before you said it. (laughs) Waited his whole damn life to take that flight. (laughs) And as the plane crashed down, down, thought, well, isn't this nice? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. But we'll probably now curse ourselves and we'll see a ghost on a plane. But I would rather see a ghost on a plane than crash Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. If I get a choice, I'll take ghost sighting. Thank you. And these seem to be very helpful ghosts on this flight. I was going to say, I wouldn't mind a ghost showing up on a flight to be like, hey, check the electrical and Mm -hmm. like maybe save everybody. Because 
because they couldn't save all the passengers on their flight, so they're saving others. Yeah, it must have been something mechanical because yeah. they seem very like tuned in to checking out that plane before. Yeah, definitely. Holy crikey. Well, that was awesome. That was so, so scary. And yeah. I've got some good news, bad news. Um, there's some other flights that are a little haunted. No. I'm going to tell you about that. Tell me about them. So this is, I just kind of compiled stories like insider.com did uh, like a, almost like a BuzzFeed-esque kind of like, hey, what are some haunted plane things you've <laughs> it's really obscure but they had an article and then uh news.com.au which i'm gonna assume is australia australia australian for news <laughs> i love it yes i got to do something with my accent uh -huh, uh -huh. oh boy um okay so here's just like some quotes from from people who have experienced ghosts on planes love Yay! it um okay i am a flight attendant myself and have been so for the past few years would like to oh wait never that was like the call to action would oh. like to know the stories and we'll share my sorry <laughs> Uh, whoops, I copied and pasted literally all uh -huh, of it. Uh -huh. My bad. Uh, whoops. Um, okay. <laughs> She's, uh, they say, I know we usually feel safe being in a cabin full of passengers, but this is my story. I work for a national airline that mostly oh, worked. I worked for a national airline that mostly operated regional destinations. Mostly we, use a, we used a single aisle plane. There are only two galleys, the front galley and the back galley. Uh, galley so they call it galley A and galley B. Galley okay. A is close to the cockpit. Thus, it has an installed CCTV there for the pilots to monitor activities around the cockpit's door. Right. After 9-11, everything had to be installed for extra precaution. During a flight at cruising altitude, the captain called the leading flight attendant asking, quote, why do they let two little kids play in front of the cockpit door? B737 is a very small airplane with the cockpit close to the crew's <laughs> seats. Um, the leading flight attendant with another crew member sitting at the crew's seats denied that any kids were playing near the area. The seats, the flight attendant seats are right next to the cockpit door. Yeah, those little jump seats. Yeah, so yeah. they were sitting there and they're like, no one is playing here. We're literally sitting here. Uh, but the captain insisted he could actually see two kids, a boy and a girl, playing in front of the door through the CCTV. Oh. I know. I know. No. At this point, the leading flight attendant was not too happy, thinking that their pilots were pulling pranks on them. So after a few times, the captain let it go and said to never mind it. Uh, he was like, forget it. I know what I yeah. saw. Stop fighting me. Just whatever. Mm -hmm. um, when they touched down and got to the hotel, the captain pulled um, the leading flight attendant aside along with his first officer in tow. He insisted on knowing if the leading flight attendant and her crew really did not see these two kids playing in front of the cockpit door. Um, she maintained that they did not see anything and said since the galley is so small... It says, like, seriously, about less than 10 meters long. I don't know what meters are. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's, like, super tiny. She's yep. like, she wouldn't miss two kids playing. Both the pilots went blank, then said both have seen the kids playing right beside um, 
both FAs, oh, flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Um, and da, 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 if I couldn't, okay. So the first officer confirmed that he's like, yep, no, I saw it too. This is legit. They both saw it. They both saw it. And then the flight attendants were both like, we did not see anything. So basically it's a long paragraph saying they were arguing back and forth from the time they landed <laughs> to the time they got yeah. back to the hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, then they probably had an orgy and just like fuck, fucked the That's anger away. That's what they do. That's what they do, guys. That's I've what they seen do. that TV show, mm-hmm. flight att- The Flight Attendant. It's just lots of fighting and sex. So and murder. Yeah. And I have not seen it, but I'm sure mm-hmm. those not a spoiler it's the inciting incident oh awesome so great sounds good um uh, so the leading flight attendant was like okay well i'm not going to share this with my entire crew because i don't want to freak them out yeah um uh she's also probably like this guy's still fucking with me yeah oh yeah i i think it was like a totally like because it says um they all maintained what they saw and what they didn't see. And up to this day, nobody knows who the two kids were, but both pilots saw it on the CCTV. I would think that they could just go back and look at the footage. But maybe it's yeah. so, I mean, it's CCTV. They might have to get the government involved. Or, That's a really good point. Yeah. Like if it's, you know, not probably not just like a VHS tape you can Right, like rewind it. And- I'm mad though because remember the guys on the base that recorded on their phone. I'm like. That's right. Why weren't you recording? And this was after 9-11, so we're getting closer to video phones. Oh, gosh. That's very true. Very, very (laughs) true. Well, here's another story. a better ghost hunter than those pilots, so. I know, but are we better pilots than those pilots? I don't, I don't know. We should, that made no sense. (laughs) 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 That's okay. It's not my job. I don't want to do that. I think I meant. We're better ghost hunters than those pilots, and those pilots are better at flying planes than us ghost yeah, that's hunters. True. I don't know. I've never tried. I don't intend to. Okay. No. Um, I, I am less afraid of ghosts than I think I am of, of flying a plane. Interesting. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't believe I just said that. I'm going to burp. I'm going to burp. Here it goes. <laughs> uh, wow. It there Delivered. she is. Came in for the landing. I burped myself. <laughs> I had to tap my back to get it up because <laughs> I set myself up. I had to deliver. <laughs> I'm uh, impressed. Here's another story. Oh, this is from a Reddit user, actually, I think. Um, my friend Rob told me that, uh, this is written really poorly, so I'm going to try to edit on the fly. My friend, I love when we do that. <laughs> my friend Rob told me that once when he was working a red eye flight from San Francisco to JFK, he remembers greeting a man in his early forties by the door who was well-dressed and carrying a briefcase. He sat at the, at the back of the plane near the bathrooms before departure. The flight attendants remembered counting 35 passengers who boarded the flight. Since it was a red-eye flight, most passengers slept through the flight and everything went smooth as usual. Before landing, they recounted the passengers, however, only to come up with 34. They thought that the passenger was in the bathroom and it checked, but it was empty. They eventually f- figured that it was the man. They realized it was the man who was seated in the rear plane that this guy greeted. Mm-hmm. A flight attendant even recounted having a conversation. Oh, recounted like remembered (laughs) having (laughs) having a conversation with him about the man's wife and his two daughters when they landed they notified airport security security checked the flight they checked all over um and their information only registered 34 people as well so (gasps) 
a passenger went missing in the middle of the flight. That's like, not only is that really terrifying, I'm terrified of all the red tape that that would like immediately trigger. So (laughs) true, right? It's like, (laughs) oh, we lost a passenger. Uh Uh-huh. It's cool, guys. It was just a ghost. Like, they can't just, like, brush it off. Like, oh, it is a ghost? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, Eastern Airlines is like, not on our fucking watch, it wasn't. Y'all pushed someone out. That's your story. (laughs) It's like a D.B. Cooper situation. (laughs) Yeah, that, oh, I just realized that this next one's like, really freaks me out. Okay. 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 Moving on. Moving on from that guy to this one. Um, okay, the next one is from Virgin Atlantic. So, whoops, sorry guys, it's still operating today. Um, <laughs> the story goes that a flight attendant went to the galley where she find an elderly man sitting, uh, standing. He's standing Laying. in the galley. <laughs> uh, jumping, jumping. <laughs> Planking. <laughs> Ew, he touched the floor of an airplane. Ew. Ew. One time on an international flight, I had taken my shoes off and I just was so sleepy. And then I went to the bathroom and I realized I had not put my shoes back on and I was still wearing my socks. And I realized it when I stepped and something was wet. Oh, and I have not recovered emotionally from that moment. Tammy. It is to the point now where I legitimately I bought slippers to take with me on flights that's so that I that never happens a again. great idea because that the same thing happened to me minus the wetness I was sleepy mm-hmm. on a long-haul flight I got up it was an, a red eye I went to go to the bathroom and realized mm-hmm. oh my god I'm just wearing my socks and when I was going back to my seat the woman like two seat like I was at the window and she was at the aisle she's like Oh, honey, you do not want to walk in just your socks. I'm like, yeah, I realize that now. I was like, <sighs> thanks, mom. Yeah, seriously, like, keep it to- and stop judging me, okay? But our feet are fine. We survived it. We survived so far. Yeah, but if it happens again and someone calls me, I'll be like, yeah, well, my friend Tammy, she stepped in something wet and she's fine. Mm-hmm. And she's fine. She lives. She's doing great. Okay, guys? She's doing great. <laughs> You want to write to her? Write to her. Ask her. She knows me. Okay. She stepped to pee and she's fine. I love that. Oh, that makes me laugh. Oh, God. Okay. So this elderly man was standing in the galley. The man asked the flight attendant to pass along a message to a woman on board. Telling her. Yeah. He goes, will you tell the lady in seat, blah, 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 wrote da, 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 that I'm okay. And the flight attendant did it. And she shared the information with the passenger, who was confused for a moment. She then pulled a photo from her wallet (gasps) and said, is this the man that gave you the message? I have crazy goosebumps. Oh, my God. The flight attendant confirmed, yes, that's who it was. And the woman said that the man was her husband, and he was indeed on board in a coffin. (gasps) In cargo. Oh in cargo. Is... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Tammy. It's still a really sweet story, but when you bring a body in, I'm... Oh, Ooh. God. Oh, Jeez my God. Louise. I know. Man, oh, that poor flight attendant was probably like, sir, I will not be fighting your battles for you. If you have something to say to another passenger, you have to do it yourself. This is above my pay grade. It's <laughs> so true. I don't know why she'd be like, sure, I'll tell That's... her. That's legitimately like I would shut down so many delightful 
ghost stories that were so heartwarming because I'd just be like, I have boundaries and I need you to respect them. <laughs> But I need you to tell my wife. Why don't you t- communicate yourself? Why can men not communicate? <laughs> Why you got to use me as an intermediary? That's disrespectful to both of us. Why does she need to know that you're okay? You know? Like, <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? Oh, he stepped in pee in the bathroom. <laughs> but he's okay. He's Could doing you? great. Let her know I never put my slippers on. I did step in pee, but I'm okay. I'm just, I'm just drying my socks back here so I don't bring the stank with me. I'm, put, I'm putting my socks in the little thing where you bake the cookies. <laughs> Dry them out. <laughs> just let her know that I'm okay. <laughs> She's going to think I'm taking a big dump. Oh, I'm fine. Tell her I'm not constipated. I'm just drying my socks. (laughs) (laughs) And it was stepping in pee that ultimately killed him. (laughs) (laughs) An antibiotic resistant infection brewed inside him. Amy, stop. That's the thing that I'm the most scared about on flights. It is illness, which is literally why this whole pandemic has just been like my worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. not germaphobic, but airplanes are fucking disgusting. They're disgusting. They have always grossed me out. Always. Mm-hmm. Except for that one time I just slept in my socks and went yeah, to me the too. bathroom. I, I one time, I got sick on an airplane one time. I had to use the barf bag because it was, it just came out of nowhere. I had to use it. And like, then the plane lands and I'm holding a bag of barf. Ew. And, and I was like, I asked the flight attendant, I was like, what, where should I, you know, what should I do with this? And she goes, she goes, oh, just put it in the pocket of the seat in front of you. And I, and I went, um, ma- ma'am, this is used. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm so Southern. Ma'am, this is, this is used. And she goes, yeah, it's fine. Just, just close the top. No, it's not fine. So I did, and literally, it was like me and just this like businessman on the flight oh next to me, God. and I we're looking at each other like, oh no, I am so southern. Now I'm remembering this because I knew I was gonna be sick, and I literally turned to him and I was like, I am so sorry, I am about to throw up. I'll try to be quiet. Ew. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so then that's my thing. So what? Then she she came through and picked it up or made some poor person that cleans the plane pick it up yeah did they then disinfect that area you know they they did it because they get passengers on from the time those planes land to the time they they board them up it's like (laughs) two minutes it's i'm so gross i'm probably gonna keep wearing a mask on flights oh without a doubt i am without a doubt and i used to i am a little germaphobic so i during cold and flu season, yeah. if, when I traveled on planes, I wore a mask anyway. And then I take my disinfecting wipes and I wipe down yeah. the tray table and I wipe down my, the armrest yeah. and I wipe down anything you might touch. But then I'll take a Xanax, fall asleep, and my head is smashed You're like against. you yeah. yeah. <laughs> my tongue is licking the window shade yeah. and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Well... It's funny because when I when all of this shit first started and I started like keeping hand sanitizer in my car and everything, I was like, Amy always did this. I was like, strive to be more like Amy during Aww. this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Who always we'd go somewhere. Yeah, we'd we'd go somewhere and we'd get in your car and you'd be like, hand sandy? And I'm like, I should be doing that. Yeah, that is a normal thing to do before I stick these fingers all up in my mouth again. <laughs> That's always what I would say to hand sandy. So you need some yeah. Sani? Yep. Yep. Because I'm like, we just touch things and now we're going to touch our phones and then this one's mm-hmm. will touch our faces. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I'm telling you, I was, I was, I was on it. You guys, I was on it. <laughs> Call me Dr. Oh, Fauci. Gee. 
point five. <laughs> 2.0. Oh, Lord. Um, are you ready for one last haunted plane? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Uh, here we go. Oh, there might be two more. Oh, yeah, there's two. Okay. So, um, so a flight attendant named Amanda encountered a uh, haunted airplane in real life, she says. So, it's flight number 502. Uh, they will not name the airlines, but it's mm-hmm. flight 502. Lights turn themselves off and on. Okay, so by the way, this story, I'm like, okay, but it's an airplane, and when turbulence hits and things like, yeah, anything can happen. So here's they say the lights uh-huh. turn themselves off and on, um, sudden temperature spikes or drops. And uh, she says, at my airline, we have always counted on aircraft number 502 to have a mind of her own. Um, the flight attendants began calling this particular plane Christine, um, <laughs> inspired by the Stephen King novel, yeah. <laughs> um, because they think they feel like it's possessed. She said mm-hmm. they say she does seem to, quote, behave for some people more than others. But lots of people have claimed to have seen her be quite temperamental. Christine doesn't bother me, but some avoid flying on her completely because of all of the stories. So I don't know what airline that is, but just Mm -hmm. don't get on 502. Okay. And so this is a really weird, obscure thing. So um, in Thailand, this is about an airline called Thai Smile. Oh, okay. Fly it all the time. Uh, (laughs) uh, So in Thailand, some believe that dolls known as Luk Thep or, quote, child angels are are inhabited by the spirits of children. And you have to treat these dolls as you would treat a real child. You have to care for it and treat it like a real child, and it will bring you good fortune. So the spirits are said to reward those that care for them with everything from help with alcoholism to financial success. I mean, hold on. Let me buy one of those. I could use help with alcoholism and financial Uh success. I mean, great. For me, it's one and the same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) stop buying $60 worth of pizza when I get drunk, you know? And we might be rich. Um, So the dolls (laughs) are brought everywhere, including flights. And Thai Smile Airlines has found the dolls to be so prevalent there um, that there's actually written policies regarding them. For instance, (laughs) dolls may be ticketed for seats uh, in the name of the passenger only and must not sit in the exit row. Um, (laughs) and if your doll would like a snack or a drink the Thai smile flight attendants will serve them they will (gasps) actually they and they so they'll treat them like children it's like that this it's like the the uh the American girl cafe oh they bring your little doll some hot chocolate gosh (laughs) yes god I wish I was rich enough for a freaking American doll I would have oh boy that would have been great But yeah, so I thought that was a cute little tidbit about like that they'll treat them like that. real children to keep uh-huh. all like the energy good. <laughs> like, uh-huh. But then you have to buy them a seat. I'm sorry. At what price, you guys, for safety, At- financial success, and freedom of alcoholism? Alcoholism's fine. I mean, for a three hundred dollar ticket for your doll, can we pretend? Yeah. Can we pretend it's a newborn and it has to stay in your lap so it's free? Yes. Oh, we're I'm doing attachment parenting with my doll. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm a doll wearer, um, so <laughs> stick that shit in a baby Bjorn thing and be like, uh-huh. 
<laughs> I'll still take the snacks and the drinks though. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all guys um airplanes I'm sorry but they can be really fucking haunted and I didn't think I would find shit but I was like oh I'll probably do a hangar or yeah. a crash site which we've done a crash site you did the yeah the, the day the music died you did the yes the, um yes. the big bopper and and I was thinking about that episode of ghost brothers they went oh that's right well wait yeah. mine was on a ship whoa Mine was on a river boat. Mine was a southern city where they put all the bodies in that place after the plane crash, remember? That's right. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So we've you've done that and you did the 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 crash site mm-hmm. where Oh, I guess I just really love dying on airplanes. You. See, cause now you're not gonna. So now I'm you not know. gonna. And now we know that someone in your research offered classes about not being afraid to fly. I mean, you could make money doing anything. (laughs) I would spend it on that class. (laughs) I'd be like, please, just how do I not? I have tried everything. (laughs) It's a class and they just hand out Xanax. And they're like, all right, we can just chill. (laughs) Literally, you took the words out of my mouth. They're like, it's going to be $100. Here's your Xanax. And you may go home now. It's like the, the the green doctors at Venice Boulevard when it, when it was only medical marijuana. And they'd be like, yes. are, are you suffering from being alive? All right. $49 and I'll give you your cure. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I got one of those licenses when you had to still freaking pay for it because I was yeah. having such bad period cramps and, uh, mm-hmm. and the cysts. And I wanted this cream, this topical cream that, yeah. that had weed in it. For relief. And so I had to do the whole thing. 49 bucks. And yeah. I thought I heard someone come in behind me. And there's no one there. So that was spooky. For, don't like that. I don't like it. 49 bucks. I did like a telehealth me- like thing. Oh, I thing. remember that. Yeah. And he was wearing a lab coat. But who knows? <laughs> well, you know, during Zoom times, you can wear a lab coat and nothing else, frankly. You know, <laughs> I think we all learned how to do that. Yeah, and this was before Zoom, so or what I what I, like the pandemic. So I was like, yeah. "Whoa, I'm doing a telehealth appointment. <laughs> what is this?" What? And now it's like, you know, yep, old news. Now I'm like, "Oh crap, I have to go somewhere to a doctor. This is bullshit." And now I'm like, "You could look. At- Can't I just like share screen my blood like?" <laughs> Here, I'll take a snapshot of the scale. You can see yeah. what I weigh. <laughs> Thank you. Ma'am, you've only got one foot on the scale. Damn it. Ma'am, we could tell you have some high high filters on your face, right? We really <laughs> need to see what you currently look like. What? No, you don't. No, I don't have any, like, rashes on my face or anything. <laughs> my skin's not yellow. It's fine. I'm perfect. I'm good. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh... I don't think we should do this topic ever again because I'm officially fucking we, terrified. Yeah, I don't like it. All I'm thinking about right now is seeing the reflection of that ghost's face in the oven on the airplane. That there's yes. like, it, like, why did that stick with me so badly? It's really freaking me out. It's really upsetting. It's very, 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 very upsetting. I bet you because there's CCTV, like all of this has been documented, but it's under, yeah. it's so buried. Mm-hmm. It's so, so buried. But. Eastern Airline throwing out logbooks, allegedly terrifying yeah yeah easter airlines goodbye you're done well if you're never using your frequent flyer miles again <laughs> give them to us and give them to us <laughs> write to us about it uh-huh. at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com 
Or go to our website, BansheesAndBooze.com. Click a little button that says Cena Ghost. Oh, yes, hi, Elf. And you can uh, get really social with us on Instagram at BansheesAndBooze. And you can um, look for the ghostly reflection of your own tweets on Twitter at Banshees. <laughs> and of course please rate review and subscribe to us we have so many reviews and, and subscribers who are ghosts so um but we yeah. need like real real people we Would need them to show up yeah, yeah. we're get, we're being discriminated against uh by apple podcasts uh because our reviewers are mostly ghosts yeah <laughs> it's not cool ghosts are people too okay you guys mm-hmm. um but we need your support so please uh download rate review subscribe i don't understand the fucking instagram algorithm but just <sighs> nobody does whatever like shit and comment on it if you want if but you we want we just like chatting we love to chat and yeah. we always post the pictures of the things we're talking about so that mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. uh you can listen and watch it's fun yeah. <laughs> oh tammy's making that face uh, that's oh right. she's making the uh-oh you know what i'm gonna ask you hey amy oh hey i wanted to <laughs> Shit, shit. That's what happens when you hesitate. You took a Xanax, you had a little drink, and you thought you could stop breathing, and you did so just long enough for me to sneak in there and and ask you, hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy? If you see a ghost. Um... Make sure they're drying their pea socks in the in the cookie baker, <laughs> the cookie oven. It's just good. Po- oh my god, your socks would feel so good, and I bet they'd smell awesome. God, oh yeah. my god. All right, next when we fly to Europe this autumn, yeah, we're gonna ask the flight attendants. We're gonna be like, "Here's a twenty. Could you put my socks in the cookie oven?" <laughs> Here's your 20 back. I'm calling security. Here's your 20 back. How many Xanaxes did you take? (laughs) (laughs) My feet are actually in the cookie oven. I'm like, this this is amazing, guys. (laughs) This is so good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Can I get some chocolate chips on my toes? Thank you. (laughs) So, hey, Tammy. Uh, Yes, Amy. If you see a ghost... You didn't. You didn't see a ghost. You didn't write it down in a logbook. You no. didn't see it. It no. doesn't exist. And also, you're fired. It's not on the CCTV tapes. Nowhere. The, that's have an orgy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way that could end. If you've seen a ghost, have an orgy. <laughs> I like it. All right. Let's record another one and scare the shit out of ourselves again. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.